This is the Real People, Real God podcast. From our studio in Martinsburg, West Virginia, we welcome you to join us on a journey of discovering God. Pastor Chris, Pastor Darla, and Pastor Tim discuss the believer's role in God's master plan. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, This is Pastor Tim Howard, and I am uh, once again flying solo. This is part two of our Colossians Bible study. We're just merely getting into this thing and uh, really having a wonderful time. Um, During the time of uncertainty, this coronavirus is uh, expected to peak uh, this week or next week. It is um, April the 2nd, uh, the year 2020. And so uh, we are digging into God's Word. This is where we should be right now. We should be taking precautions, uh, being safe, um, trying to stop the spread of this thing, but uh, also we should be in God's Word. No place better to be to, uh, than to find comfort, reinsurance, answers, uh, just everything in God's Word. So um, hopefully you're there and able to join in with me here as we break into the Word. So uh, let me start with prayer and then we'll jump right into it. God, uh, we just thank you so much, Lord. Uh, that we do have your word to rely on and your promises to rely on during this time. God, help us to uh, hold back all of the fears and all the uncertainty, Lord, and just rest in your eternal promises. So God, uh, as we are here to uh, dig into your word, Lord, I just pray that your spirit just speaks to us. Let our minds, our uh, hearts, and uh, our ears be open. And just, Lord, um, show us your comfort. Show us your peace through this whole thing. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, we're in Colossians. This is part two of our Colossians series. And um, so we uh, actually, as it usually goes with uh, with me in, in Bible studies, um, I, I get on a lot of rabbit trails and things like that, which uh, I'm going to say is a good thing. Um, but we didn't get very far. We got to uh, verse 8, Colossians 1, 8 in part 1. And so now in part 2, we're going to start with nine, uh, verse 9, Colossians 1. Um, and as I said in part 1, and I'll say it again to you now, that uh, the way I study, uh, I just I read through Scripture. Unless I'm looking for a specific subject, I'll read through Scripture in uh, something that jumps out at me, um, something that uh, I've not seen before or whatever, Um I uh, stop right there. I get my highlighter out. I highlight that portion of scripture. Uh, I'll pray about it, think about it, uh, write down some notes in my margin uh, or even in my binder or my journal, and uh, I'll just go from there. And that's kind of how I'm doing this Bible study. And uh, so um, you can share along with me. Um, I have my Bible out. I have my binder out with some loose leaf paper, and I also have a journal uh, in the event I need it. I have a computer too, but I uh, don't use that too often, um, but it's there if I need it. So um, this is how I do it. So let's jump right in. So verse 9, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Okay, so uh, once again, Paul talking to the to the believers in the, the I guess the church in Colossae, and. Um, 
So uh, for this reason, to pick up verse 9, I mean, it's very important to keep Scripture in context. For this reason, uh, so that's a continuation of the previous section there um, in verse uh, seven, 6, 7, and 8. Um, it says uh, in verse 7, uh, As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, um, they do not cease to pray. Okay, so we talked about in the first section that that Paul had heard um, of their the uh, Christian the Christians in Colossae. He had heard of their faith in Jesus and their love for all the saints. Okay, so this is kind of a continuation because they have heard of that. For this reason, in verse nine, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Okay, now. We got to stop and note here. Uh, there's an excitement. There is an excitement with Paul right here, and that excitement is is that hey, look, you know, we went and we ministered. We told these people about Jesus. Um, they accepted Jesus, um, and not only did they accept him, now they're living out their faith because the stories now are coming back to us that that these people, these believers, these saints in Colossae, um, are actually doing the very the two very important things they have this awesome faith in jesus um and they have love for the saints and so they heard about this and this is an ex this is a statement that uh, is exciting for this reason we also since the day we heard it <coughs> excuse me do not cease to pray for you so they're continually praying because of what they heard so this is an exciting prayer this is an exciting prayer. So often we think of our prayers being, um, you know, praying for the sick, praying for our own situations, and, and we should do that. But how about praying out of excitement? How about praying because you know a believer or you know a person that um, that is learning about the Lord? Maybe it's a per not a believer yet. Maybe it's somebody that's kind of on the fence, and and maybe it's somebody that is being ministered to, and you're starting to see signs. Maybe maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a grown adult child that you have that um, was brought up in the Lord, but is just not really there anymore. And but yet you're starting to see signs that hey, they're coming along. My daughter, my son. They're coming along. I'm starting to see signs. That is the reason to be excited. They they may not be full in believers yet, but there's a path being laid before them. And and so this is and this is a time of excitement. So, you know, so often we're praying, especially now with this coronavirus, this um COVID nineteen thing. You know, we're praying, God, stop the virus. God, stop the death. God, um, heal this person. God, bring our economy back. And, and, and we should be praying for these things. Don't get me wrong. But when we pray sadness all the time, or when we pray things that lead these carnal minds to think of sadness, it can have a toll on us. If all we're doing is praying for, um, praying for healing, praying for things to get better, we're that's a that's a focus on the negative. Which, like I said, please do pray for those things. Please don't stop because the scripture tells us to pray for them too. But how would it be if we could balance out that prayer with some positive things? How about if we could balance out that prayer and we could say, but God, I thank you. I thank you for um, the young believers at church. I thank you for, for the children at church. I thank you for um, those folks at church that have um, really been uh, coming to Bible study or those people that are really trying to turn their lives around or, or those people that are really out there on the front lines ministering to people, the missionaries, whoever it might be. 
Let's pray in joy. Because I'm sure that's what Paul and Tim- Timothy are doing right here. They're praying because they the work that they did, there's fruit in that. And they're seeing that. And they're excited. And so we don't have to just be excited about our own fruit. But let's be excited about other people's fruit as well. You see a bunch of people coming to the Lord or whatever. Or people um, you know, changing their life. Living a life of repentance. Let's pray. Let's thank God about that. Because that's what excites you. You want a change of attitude? Balance out your prayer with positive. Balance out your prayer with... God, help them to continue to grow. God, I see what they're doing, Lord, and and I just please help them to to grow more. Help them to um, you know uh, battle against whatever it is they're battling against, so that they might grow. So we can also add that to our prayers. And I think that would just be an awful thing, awesome thing. Excuse me, an awesome thing for our own hearts and our own minds to to really focus on the good when there's so much negativity and there's so much bad around. But what about What about the saints? What about the saints that are on the front line? How about your pastors? How about praying for them or your Sunday school teachers or your leaders or your missionaries? Whoever it is, let's do this positive. Let's balance out that and let's let's be positive. And so that's what Paul's doing from here. He does not cease to pray. Him and Timothy are praying all the time because they see the power of what has happened, the power of the Holy Spirit in in bringing these people to the Lord and convicting them and bringing them to the Lord. Um, And they also pray that they might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And, And that there again. Here, here we're looking at this prayer. We're going to get more into this prayer in the next few verses. And, 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 and you know, I've tried to frame this thing, but, but let's understand. Paul has started something here. He started, him and Timothy has started something. And uh, um, uh, Epaphras also, uh, their fellow servant, faithful minister on, uh, of Christ, has, has taught them the scriptures, has taught them um, salvation has taught them about Jesus, presented the gospel, they received it, and things are going well. They have faith in Jesus and love for the saints. Things are going well, and Paul's praying for him, and Timothy are praying for him. But Paul understands and realizes something that we all need to get. Just because somebody's received the Lord doesn't mean that that uh, that that's all they got to do. It doesn't mean that they've arrived. It doesn't mean any of that. What it means is, okay, now our journey with God has begun. Now it's a journey of, of uh, maturity. It's a journey of growing. It's a journey, there's going to be um, um, mess-ups and failures and faults, but we're going to keep going. So this is the beginning of a journey. And so Paul picks some things out that he's learned from his experience and um, uh, of being in the Word or, or you know being with Jesus. So he's, he's learned these things. And so let's look at them. So he starts, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of God's will, of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Okay, we've got to be wise. We've got to have some spiritual understanding here. We can't expect to to, uh, be believers and go out in the world without knowledge, without the knowledge of God's word, without the knowledge of God's will and spiritual understanding. So we pray for that. We pray for that. And we should be praying for that for other people as well. How about some spiritual wisdom? God, help me to have some wisdom and understanding here. Um, This is the difference. This is a difference between being a believer that walks in the will of God and being in a believer that walks in the way of the world, you know, if that's even possible. This is the difference. 
Are we going to listen to the media? Are we going to listen to everybody else? Are we going to listen to the naysayers or, or the ones with vain imaginations? Are we going to listen to all these people and be chasing these things? Or are we going to be foundational in Scripture with the knowledge of God, with the knowledge and the wisdom and spiritual understanding of Scripture? And that's where we need to be. So he's, he's praying for this. He's praying for this knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. He says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, ah, fully pleasing him, fully pleasing him. So we as believers want to walk worthy of the Lord. And that means to to walk as a believer um, that puts his money where his mouth is, that believes in and um, that believes in Scripture, that believes in the God he serves, that believes the promises that he says. To walk worthy of that means our faith is secured in him. In other words, to, to not walk worthy would be to go out and to live in sin intentionally, to go out and to believe everything you hear, to not have a solid foundation. That would not be worthy of the Lord. That would not be. So, to have this knowledge, to have this uh, spiritual understanding so that we might walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, fully pleasing him. And we please God by faith in Jesus. We Let me say that again. We please God by having faith in Jesus and what he has done. And so therefore, by having faith in Jesus, uh, we're saying that we believe and we trust God to um to convey the promises to us uh, of his word and to make those things happen in our lives. And so fully pleasing him, listen to this, being fruitful in every good work, being fruitful in every good work. Now, we got to look at good work. We got to be a little careful with this. Good work is God's work. Let's just put it that way. Just take the one O out of the word good. It's God work, God work. Good work is God work. That means um, serving one another. Um, that means, <clears throat> excuse me, that means um, serving God. Um, that means perhaps feeding the hungry, clothing them, telling people about Jesus. Uh, that whole, the whole kingdom work mindset is what we're talking about here. Um, that's good work. That's good work. Um, pleasing God. And, and so um, being fruitful in every good work. So when we're out there doing the things of God, doing the kingdom things, as we're doing those, that it's fruitful. In other words, that we're able to be successful in feeding the hungry, that we're able to be successful in clothing uh, those that need clothed, clothed that will that we'll be um, successful uh, when we give our money uh, to somebody or a church or whoever might be in need. Uh, when we're telling people about Jesus, when we're praying for the sick, when we're when we're doing all these things, that when we do them, that we would be fruitful. That's what we're talking about. That's the good work, um, that we be fruitful in that good work. So walking worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him. Remember, this is based on the knowledge of His will and the wisdom, uh, and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that we can be. These are my words. Successful. In, in the work of God, in God work. And, and that's what we need to do. And he says, increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing, that means it's in action. That means it's still going on. And so this just isn't, like I said, this isn't a, a one-off where, where we just um, think that we've, we've captured everything in our minds and we know everything we need to do. It doesn't work that way. 
this is a this is a growing process <coughs> excuse me growing process so um being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god and he goes on to say strengthened with all might according to his glorious power strengthened i love that i love that strengthened with all might according to his glorious power this is what god wants for us god wants us to be strengthened not of our own might but of his so we have the Holy Spirit that is revealing God's word to us continually. He, he's, he's making it real to us so that we can make it real in our lives. Uh, he, he's um, telling us the mysteries of the kingdom, the things that most people don't understand. He's revealing those thing to, things, things to us as we need them. And so all of this stuff strengthens us. And the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to pray for people, the power to see miracles, the power, the power to see signs happen in people's lives, this all comes from seeking God's Word. This all comes from uh, 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 being fruitful in good works. This comes from having that wisdom and being in God's will with spiritual understanding. That's why this is so exciting. That's why Paul's saying, okay, you know, they're the, the, the believers at Colossae, you know, they're, they're believers and we're so excited about what we're seeing. So let's pray. Let's pray that they can receive more. Let's pray that they can be um, really uh, powerful in their calling. Let's, let's pray that the signs and miracles will follow them. Let, let's pray that when people see them, that they know who they are without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and so that's what he's saying. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all. Now, now let's get into this one a little bit. He says, for all patience and long suffering with joy. Boy, I think many of us could stop right there. We could stop right there and think about that for a while now. And then you know, okay, God, uh, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You're 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 telling me that uh, we need to uh, uh, pray to be in the knowledge of His will, of Your will, um, to have uh, wisdom and spiritual understanding, so we can walk worthy of Your calling, and be fruitful in God work, and increase in knowledge. Strengthen in all might, according to your power. And then you throw in patience and long-suffering with joy. <laughs> well, patience with long-suffering and joy. The word long-suffering, um, uh, I don't like that word simply because it just it just sounds like you're going to have to wait for something for a long time. Long-suffering. I'm going to be suffering for a long time. But, the, but, but to look at this in, in, in its context, you know, there are times when uh, we need to have patience with what we deal with in our lives. We need to have patience. God is at work. We need to trust God, and we need to let God work. We need to pray. We certainly need to pray. But we also need to let God do what God's going to do and not go ahead of him and try to do it for him. God, I know how to do this. If you'll, if you'll just let me do it. Or God, if you can just fix this first, then it'll all be okay. And look, God knows better than each of us how this is going to work and how it's going to work according to his will, according to his kingdom. And so patience and long-suffering is very important. But also, <laughs> this is important too, not having, long, not having patience and being a crab about it. You know, oh, come on, God. Man, I mean, what the heck, God? You know, you could do this. No, having it with joy. 
Having it with joy. Is that a prayer we should be praying? God help me to have patience. I mean, we pray that prayer a lot. And you've always heard the you've heard this the the saying that says, be careful when you pray for patience because God's going to test you with it. Um, well, have you ever asked for patience with joy? How about patience with joy? How about patience and long suffering with joy? Now that would be a current, uh, change of events. We have a lot of believers that know that they're supposed to be patient and know and working at being patient. But and I'm guilty too at, at some point in my life. Being patient though and saying, Oh, come on, God, I mean, what the heck? You know, and really getting um um really suffering and really letting it show. But how about we be patient and joy? How about we, you know, God, because I, I remember times, um, I remember times when there were things in the church that um there were people in the church that uh were really causing a lot of trouble, um, for different reasons. And and so, um, I prayed, I kept praying and I, I didn't uh, exactly know what I needed to do. I mean, I had some options, but I was reluctant to do any of them. And so I prayed and I prayed and, and God showed me through a couple of those times that, um, Hey, look, trust me, trust me. And you know, he solved that situation. Now it was in his time. Had it been my time, I would have wanted, wanted it done right away. But maybe that's the reason that I didn't move on what I thought, what I knew I should have done or thought I should have done. Maybe I wasn't supposed to. But in time, God removed those people from the situation and I didn't have to lift a finger. Now, that doesn't mean that God's going to do everything for you. I'm not. That's not the point. The point is be patient. And from that, I've learned to be patient in my job, in my church, in my own life, in my family, with my dog. Be patient. And God will take care of things if you're doing your part. Um, so there's a reason to be patient with joy. Because you know God's under God's got it under control. Alright, let's move on. Uh, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So giving thanks. You know, you know uh, Paul does that all the time through Scripture. Uh, giving thanks and that's so important in our lives to do and and you know I'm sure I can say this for most every one of us we don't do it enough so please take the time and give thanks really truly give thanks to God um, so uh, he is the one God has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light that inheritance is um, without going in great detail because I could do a sermon on this but um, Qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance. The inheritance um, is um, in Deuteronomy 28, in the, around 28, 29, in that area. Um, God gives us, uh, through Scripture, Israel, but us too, um, He gives us some precepts. And He says, if you do this, 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 and this, I'll bless you. But He also says... If you do, if you don't do this, this, and this, then I won't bless you. Very clear, very, very much uh, clear and spelled out. And so, basically, we couldn't do all of the good things. We couldn't keep all the law. People couldn't. And Jesus comes, and Jesus fulfills the law. He keeps all of the laws. He does them all. And so, therefore, he gets the benefit from Deuteronomy chapter 28, from, from being blessed. He gets that benefit. We don't because we couldn't keep it. He gets the benefit. But when he gets the benefit, he passes it on to us, and we receive it through faith in him. 
And so therefore, we can get the benefit of being blessed by God. And blessed by God is more like an eternal blessing as well as in a blessing here on earth. That's the inheritance. We get to inherit the kingdom of God, not because we did anything, because we couldn't, but because Jesus did it for us. Okay, that's another sermon, but that's the inheritance. Um, and uh, so verse 13, he has delivered us. I love this. I love this a lot. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us. That word right there, conveyed, I love that. That's so cool. That's like kind of like a Star Trek-y kind of a thing. Like um, um, you're being transported. You're being conveyed from one location to the other. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Thank the Lord. So um, He has delivered us. The power of darkness is that sinful state that we live in. That's the natural state of man. Man's born into this sin now. And so this is the natural state. And so we need to be moved from this natural state of sin into um, the kingdom of God. And the only way to be moved into the kingdom of God is through Jesus Christ. So there's a conveyance that happens there. Jesus says in John chapter 3, um, he tells Nicodemus, you have to be born uh, of the Spirit. You have to be born. And, and John's like, okay, uh, or Nicodemus is like, okay, well, how do I enter back into my mother's womb and be reborn again? And Jesus is like, oh, no, dude, you don't get it. Um, you need to be born of the Spirit. So... What this is, what this is mean is you, you're born of a person, you're born of a woman in, in humanity, but then you have to be born into the spirit. You know, so you're born into this world as a human. You have to be born into the spirit as a believer, uh, as a, as a uh, inheritance or as an inheritor of the kingdom of God. And so that's what this is about. And, and, and he does that. He takes us. From the power of darkness, because darkness does have a power. Satan does have a grip. I'm not. I hate to give the, the give him credit. He does have a grip, although um, God's in control of him too. Um, but he does. Uh, he does have a a, a power uh, in the darkness, and God takes us from him. I love that. He takes us from him. He rescues us from him, and he takes us and he places us in the kingdom of the Son of His love, which is Jesus. And I love that. He just he just takes us right away. He rescue he is our hero. He is our hero. Um, and through him we have redemption. So he takes us away from the kingdom of darkness, from the power of darkness. He pulls us out of that. And to keep us in the kingdom, he pays for us to be there. He pays for the things that would keep us from being there. And he gives us um, gives us right to be there, gives us privilege to be there, and it's because of his blood and the forgiveness of sins. Awesome, awesome stuff, awesome stuff, and we're going to stop right there um, for this part, for this portion, and, uh, um, <laughs> you know, uh, we could keep going and going and going, this is so much fun, um, And uh, but we're going to uh, take up Part three, we'll continue in verse 15 and move on. Um, but for now, that's where we are. So let, let's pray. God, this is so exciting to see what you have offered us, to see what you've given us, to see what you've made available to each and every person in this world. Lord, I know not everyone will take that opportunity. Lord, but for those that do, God, will you help them to grow? Will you strengthen them, strengthen them in all your might? Um, God, May they be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Lord, that they might be used 
as you have called them to be. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit revealing truth to us, Lord God. And Father, continue to show us the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Real People, Real God podcast. Your hosts were Pastor Chris Shepherdson, Pastor Darla Lee, and Pastor Tim Howard. Intro music was Wishful Thinking by Dan Lebowitz. Outro music was On the Windy Road by Dan Lebowitz. This podcast was produced in Martinsburg, West Virginia by Tim Howard. Thank you for joining us.